Welcome to Aussie Ambitions Podcast, where we meet with everyday Aussies that are pushing ahead with their goals and ambitions in life. Join your host, Scott Robert Springer, to explore the future of entrepreneurship, work-life balance, and reaching beyond your comfort zone. So stay tuned for some tips on living life the Aussie way. All right, welcome back to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. We have a guest today, Decinda Burrell. Welcome, Cinda. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Um, yes, we always like to keep busy here, get everyone coming through with, catch them in, uh, in their moment, their busy times of year. It's heading into Christmas time. And Decinda um, is uh, an expert in the area of event planning, and she's a creative director in events. So we're going to just touch base and hear a little bit about what she's been up to and, yeah, hopefully capture a bit of her story. So welcome. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. It's, um, it's raining it's beautiful. It can be a little problematic when you're planning events, but yep, there it is. <laughs> it's coming down. Love the, love the rain. It doesn't happen so often. No, no. It, it's to be appreciated. Um, excellent. Well, this will be a, a really interesting, hopefully eye-opening and uh, ear-opening discussion. Obviously, this, will be, this is going on our podcast and our uh, YouTube channel and social media. Um, really, what we wanted to do is just hear about uh, capture a bit of the uh, what what is the role that you're in um, it's quite interesting that you you own your own business you've started your own business um, but it sounds to me in our previous chat it's not necessarily something you identify as a, as a business it's just more of a, a a feel to it maybe there's a mm-hmm. so I'm interested to hear a little bit more about you so can you just tell a bit about yourself and and what you're doing sure how I got started? Just, just, uh, just um, mainly the business itself. What is the day to day of uh, what you do, and what even you can mention the business name if you want, or just put it in the area of sure um, <laughs> the areas that you work on. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Well, yes, I have two companies. Uh, the first is a wedding planning and private celebration company called Sugar and Spice Events. The second is Event Society, which focuses more on the corporate event market. Um, it's been an interesting year, obviously. Uh, a year like we haven't had in business before. So um, it hasn't really been business as usual. But um, day-to-day on a normal day is um, meeting with clients and uh, helping them to plan either their private celebration or wedding or um, product launch or gala dinner, Christmas party, that kind of thing. Um, My title as the creative director means that it's my job to imagine the ideas and pass them on to an event manager who manages logistics. So, yeah, basically I get um, employed to (laughs) dream, (laughs) Uh, um, dream up spaces that are going to make people feel something. Love that. I love that. And actually, that's a good reminder for me to call out the, the maybe the central theme that we want to keep going is that um, obviously the name is Aussie Ambitions, but we're trying, we're going at it from almost the opposite of what you think about when you're like, oh, that person's ambitious or am I ambitious? You're sort of questioning where you fit in that on that spectrum. But um, yeah, we're going for the, the whole like happiness is ambition, uh, travel is ambition. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the uh, a step away from the, you know, drive yourself to you know, it's almost like giving up the, the balance. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping to hear that people are pursuing those kind of things or just just how you tackle those kind of things. So would you say that, um, how is your life at the moment? Is it, is it balanced? Obviously, you've got probably a lot of things to think about as a, the sort of the captain of the ship, right? Sure, sure. Um, yes, there is always a lot to think about. And probably right now, it 
isn't as balanced as it could be because we've had um, restrictions have lifted recently and um, everyone who wanted to plan an end-of-year event has gone, right, let's do it. So it's kind, it's been um, challenging to fit everything in, a lot, of, a lot more working hours than usual. But, um, yes, in previous times I definitely did get myself to a point where I had a work-life balance, um, probably even life more than work. And uh, it wasn't always like that in, in the beginning. Um, I was a slave to the, to the business, but I was happy to be because I was getting so much gratification from building something from nothing. Um, and then as the years went by, um, just refining processes, getting the right team together, delegating, understanding what my strengths were and, and learning about the strengths of other people that were not all the same meant that we could get them into the right roles, refine my role. And as a, an, a business owner and director, it's important to give yourself mental space, to not fill up your time with, ev- with things to do all the time because it's only in the times that you have space that you see, <laughs> you know, you might get that sentence dropped into your mind, a, a thing that you need to focus on or an answer to a question that you didn't even ask, but it's, that, that's when your best ideas come. So, um, yes, I was always walking on the beach most mornings. Ooh, that's the dream. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's the dream. No, it's, it's true. And that's the reality here, right? You could do that. But it's interesting, again, from my perspective, I've lived, born and raised overseas, but then lived here for 10 years. And um, the dream was always, I just want to live near the beach and I want to be yeah. able to have that lifestyle yeah. accessible. But then, you know, you're still yourself, you've got goals, you've got, and you get tempted with things depending on what your interests are. Mm. And, uh, and then it's just a question of balancing the time. So do I do the thing that is cool and chill and like mm. surfing and relaxing on the beach or I'm pretty excited about this project I'm working on. And, and then t- yeah. so do you have a bit of that struggle where um, you're just balancing maybe something you're interested in. So um, could be in or, in or outside of work and then something that's maybe good for you like yeah. exercise, um, mental, just kind of downtime. Yeah. What, yeah. Do, what do you reckon? I... I, I often just will ask myself, if I know there's three or four things that I should be doing, I just ask myself, what is the thing that you most want to do right now? Because I know as a business owner that there's things I have to do. And if I don't do them, they won't get done or my business might stumble. So I know that I'm always going to make the right decision as far as my business is concerned. But there are some days where I just don't want to. So, so it's about listening for me what do I need today to live my best life? And it may not be doing that really pressing thing. It might be taking some time out or going for a walk or even going to the shops And because I know that my passion will kick in again in a few hours or that night and I will get that thing done because it's inevitable. But um, I think you do need to be in tune and not – you go into business because you love it, you know. That's why I went into it, to make – to live a life that I want to live. So, and that's the, um, that's the payoff between having all the pressure of working for yourself is being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it, which is important to me. Freedom is important. So yeah, if it means, um, walking on the beach or 
going to the gym or going walking through a rainforest, which I do a lot, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I, I mean, you touched on that origin story, and I think that is a super important point because a lot of the listeners would be um, probably, I mean, I don't know what percentage of people identify as entrepreneurs or maybe it's probably a lot more these days than it was in the past, mm -hmm. but um, we're looking to help people connect the dots with being in a situation where maybe they're stuck or they're in a position of like, oh, if only I could start my own business or if only I'd studied that thing so then I can like maybe get a job in that area. And so mm -hmm. there's sort of a big gap between what they're doing and what, and maybe their happiness and mm -hmm. what they want to be doing. So, um, yeah, it, maybe just that origin story. Like, did you, uh, how many years have you been doing your, operating your business and when you started it yourself? Sure. How many years? Um, 10. Yeah. 10 years in March. So probably close to 11 now, actually. Does it feel like 10? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Um, no, definitely not. It's just been a love affair from the moment I started. Obviously, not every day is amazing. You go through things, you learn so much. Um, but yeah, I actually started, It's I think it's kind of interesting. Um, I was raised in a church and um, I don't attend now, but 10 years ago, I was still attending and they were doing a wealth creation course. Um, and they taught us to read The Richest Man in Babylon, which is a really okay. good book. Um, and I just realised that I was still a hard worker, every job I had before. And I realised how much I was putting into the other company. And if I was going to put the same effort into something I was doing, what would the payoff be? Um, and the lady taking the course said, write down something that you enjoy doing. And by the end of the week, you're going to have made a business out of it. <laughs> and I wrote, I like to set tables because I really did love setting tables. And um, that was the beginning. Then from there, I thought maybe I could make a business out of setting tables. And I had already been involved in the events industry in another capacity. Um, and it, it was like I'd just turned 30 and balls were dropping everywhere. I, it was a time of incredible personal growth and um, I just became obsessed. I'm going to start a wedding planning company. I want to design events I and I wanted to do the whole thing, plan them from concept through to completion stages. So um, I just started like that and um, had no money <laughs> at all, um, had a house with a big mortgage and had a very, one of the first iPhones, I think about 10 years, one of the first iPhones, didn't have a home computer, like had nothing. Um, and every night I'd sit on the couch and just scroll through the internet. I don't even know if Pinterest was around then, so I don't know how I started, but looking for um, pictures of amazing events from around the world and dreaming about what I could do and eventually sold the house to get capital to start the business and um, still didn't have a lot, but just took – everything was just taking what I had at that point and using that and then taking the next step from there. That's um, that's, <laughs> that's full on. I mean, that's uh, yeah. we're talking about. It sounds like it's kind of interesting that there was a, a structure to it. So at least there was somebody that you know, whether it's um, it's business oriented, but they basically gave you a challenge, or mm. you know, by the end of this week, be starting a business. Yeah, and was that almost like 
you will because that's the requirement of what we're going to do. You actually, they push you in that direction or it's more just an inspirational thing we're saying, like by the end of the week, you'll feel inspired to, to do it. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't a requirement, like you're going to have to, but I think it was dropping that idea into your head um, and letting you know that this is actually achievable. You know, you could be a business owner. Why not? And I, I can't recall if I had ever thought about it before because um, I was really happy in my job that I was doing, um, secure, good pay, um, creative, ticked all the boxes. And I thought I would be doing that for the rest of my life. And then it was just, um, oh, no, I'm going to do this now. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. What about that? That's an interesting transition. I just want to capture that moment. So you would you have done two things at once? You would have kept the day job and then... gradually sort of built up something on the side? I did. I did. So for two years, um, I continued to work full time and just built this on the side as as a hobby, I guess. Um, So had, but I never looked at it as work. You know, I still don't really, I still don't really look at it as work. Um, It was a passion. So yeah, getting up, I didn't have, I have a five-year-old now, but I didn't have any children. So I had the um, ability to just sink myself into it, work whatever hours I wanted to work, stay up late knowing I could sleep in the next day and uh, just put a lot of time and energy into it. And um, yeah, it would, th- this is actually a really funny story. <laughs> Go for it. Let's I think it. this is funny because I, so I ended up, Someone bought me a laptop and I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to tell people that I'm here. So I just started emailing venues, anyone that had anything to do with weddings. But I thought I really want to um, do things differently and that's got to start, that's got to cover every area. So what would be an interesting way to sign off emails? And so I Googled like interesting email sign-offs and I saw one that really resonated, which was live long and prosper. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. That is exactly what I want to tell my clients. Oh, wow. You should live long and prosper. So off I go. I emailed hundreds of people with <laughs> the tagline live long and prosper until my partner at the time came home. And I was like, look at this thing. Isn't that a great thing to say? And he said, no, that's from Star Trek. Everyone's wow. going to think you're a Trekkie. And I was mortified, but I don't, I don't even think I heard back from many of those people. But, um, yeah, that was one of the... <laughs> oh, I would, have, I would expect the opposite. I'm like, that's the most loyal following you can get. <laughs> clever, like, <laughs> clever starting point. Yeah, live long and prosper. So I, I dropped that tagline. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think on the internet you could, like, there's, like, the Wayback Machine where you can, you know, you could look things up on the internet from 10 years ago. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's always a fun little thing. Okay. If you ever want to <laughs> okay. blast from the past. I will. Yeah. Um, but no, that's, that is, I think, refreshing <laughs> for for me to hear as well as, you know, anybody else that's considering it. Like, there's maybe a philosophy that I'm trying to feel out and, or, or explore, which is, uh, can anybody start a business? Or, I mean, not not that starting the business is the end game, but can anyone become independent and less reliant on, you know, all the other pressures that happen to be around? So the traditional path would be study, do well in school, or just 
apply your effort in some way and get a skill and then just go into the job market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what, uh, what we're trying to highlight is that's, and that, that may be declining. It is pretty, pretty much declining. So there's less of those jobs. Everyone's forced into more of the gig economy where there's just, people aren't hiring in the same way or if they want you, it's for a short time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, and just in your area, you had that interest. So you kind of latched onto that and that carried you through. So it wasn't um, the desire to be like rich. Well, even though it was a wealth building course mm. uh, or, or a topic, but um, was there was there motivations? What was the real driving force? Was it interest or was there an aspect of like, I just want to be independent and maybe the money thing kind of comes into it mm. as well? It. I've never really been driven by a financial motivation and I'm still not really. Um, I don't know if that is a good motivation to start a business. Maybe it is if it's something that everybody really needs, but I, I do think anyone could start if they have initiative and passion. Um, but it's a different thing to keep it going. I think lots of people can start a business, but keeping it going is a whole other beast. Um, and that takes a lot of things, which I've had to learn along the way because people who are entrepreneurs or small business owners often get, have lots of ideas. You know, I could start a business around this. Started, and I did, I started a marquee company. I've, I wanted to start a fifties restaurant. Like I've had so many ideas that I think that'd be great, but it's not just the starting, it's the commitment of seeing it through or maybe you start maybe you've got a different intention you say yeah I'll give it a go see what happens ah the Australian that's good for the overseas uh, <laughs> yeah. listeners. how would yeah. you define giving it a go is that is that just in the DNA of everybody here or yeah I think it is I think it's part of our collective psyche um she'll be right mate um like really we don't seem to take ourselves too seriously I don't think, especially on the Gold Coast. Um, I think so much to do with the weather um, dictates our personality. And it's always sunny, like apart from today and this week. It's always sunny. It's always relaxed. We're quite chilled. And I was like, well, what's the worst that could happen? You, it's not um, – it, it's a – there's a lot of assistance for us. So it's never a dire circumstance. If we gave, if we tried it and it failed, at least we tried, yep. you know, then we can move on to something else quite easily. Nice. You hear it a lot in the media. So it, it's just, and media is different forms these days, but you know, you, if you're watching uh, the old traditional like television, mm-hmm. um, not p- people, that's kind of a dying uh, medium these days, but you know, you'll often hear the media story will be oh, and they had a red hot go or they'll, yeah. you know, they just layer that in there as a bit of like a, uh, Feel good, yeah. I suppose, but yeah. anyway, I kind of put that on you as if uh, you you're proud Aussie and like Aussie as and all that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like where do you where do you stand on from like the the cultural perspective? Are you you're born in Australia? I'm actually not. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Don't hold it against me. <laughs> but um, I did move here when I was eight, so I would I'm more Australian than um than New Zealand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was oh, born well, in that's, New Zealand. Yeah, I guess that's a, there's a kinship there. And, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, I think people, I 
there's an accent difference for anybody that wasn't aware, but it's more and more subtle. Uh, your, yeah. Yours is very undetectable, I'd, I'd say. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, but you've been here for X number of years, right? Yes. Well, 32 now. Yeah. 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 32 years I've lived here. So d- I did all my schooling here yeah. um, and definitely have marinated in the Australian culture Yeah. Uh, with British parents too. So Nice. Yeah. Um, and how about uh, overseas? Have you done any travel Overseas? Yes. Um, I've traveled a, a bit through Asia, um, Hong Kong, Japan, um, Philippines, Thailand. Uh, I've been to England a few times because that's my heritage, New Zealand, obviously, um, and the US a couple of times. Wow. That's that's a lot of fl- flags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you... Was it out of just um, living life and just go where you want to go? Was it holiday-based travel or was it just seeking out, maybe seeing what's out there? Um, travel is a passion. I want to see everywhere and go everywhere. So more holiday based. Um, until this year, in January, I went to hike New Zealand's, um, oh my goodness, what's it called? Milford Sound. Um, Milford Sound, it's, it was just incredible. So it was a three or four day, day hike, um, with a group, but it was so, uh, so long that there were so many times you're not with the group. Uh, so it felt like I was trekking through incredible wilderness with not a soul on earth. It was amazing. So I, I'm really keen to do more of that when the when we can travel. That's was that how did that come about? Was that something you just put on your list and you're like, I'm gonna make time for this and just do it? Yeah, I I wanted to do something significant because I turned forty okay. in January. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to travel solo because I hadn't done that before. Um, and, yeah, I just wanted to get out kind of into a wilderness atmosphere and know that I was safe and not completely alone, but alone enough that I wasn't travelling with anyone else. Um, so, yeah, I went by myself and stayed in a in a hostel for the first time at 40 years old. Wow, what a... What an eye opener! Absolutely, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any scars from that experience, or that was all? Yes, don't positive? drink don't drink strange drinks from Russian men out of a teapot. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm just writing that down. <laughs> Russian men, Russian men, teapot, teapot, strange. Stay away. <laughs> X. Um, so the tea was no good, or the Russians? <laughs> Whatever was in that tea, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) that's adventure, ladies and gentlemen. Um, And it's good to hear. Like again, it's yeah, time can go by quickly. Um, Around here on the the Gold Coast, you get a lot of tourism people coming in, right? Yeah. So, but as a local or people that grow up here, um, I feel like the perspective is, yeah, yeah, we got this all in our backyard, but I'm out of here. The minute I can get on a plane and go to Bali, I'm going, or I'm off to Tokyo, or um, and that's just probably maybe it's the same with any country. I grew up in Canada, Mm. and. I, it's a it's a long ways to go back, obviously. Yeah. But I'd rather go to another country before I go back there. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, travel's a big part of our of our plans. Um, when you finish school, most people, you know, they'll either go to uni or they will get a job in hospitality on the Gold Coast because there's so many, or they they take off for a good few years. So it's a big part of the culture. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. And what about um? Like yourself as a as a person, where you identify with where you are now, are is the business at a point where you could hand it off to someone else and maybe pursue, maybe more of the free time stuff, or is it just a the job is you? It's not I don't want to call it a job, but mm-hmm. 
how you spend your time is is who you are, and therefore you're just living um, every minute exactly how you want. Or yeah, mm. do, you, do you just would you hand over the business at some point just because you've built it and created it, and maybe there's something else that you know maybe like a travel it. business or you know a little offshoot. Um. I don't, I don't, I can't see myself ever handing it over. And because it is, yeah, anyone, I think anyone could plan an event because it's a checklist, you know, the checklist doesn't change, but to design it and imagine it is something else. And that's something that is, is unique to me, the way that I look at a room and consider the space and how we want people to feel and that. There are other people who have that skill, obviously, but my two brands have been built basically on my imagination. So I can't imagine handing it over also because I love it so much, but I could see it working perhaps dualistically with um, writing. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of writing a book at the uh, moment. <laughs> that's uh, that's <laughs> generous of you to share anything like, you know, that's coming. Obviously, we'll share all your links and, you know, people can check mm-hmm. out where to where to follow your journey and um yeah, just on the and and what would the book be about? It's about um it's it's about living an adventurous life, um taking an ordinary life and making it extraordinary for you. Um, it may not be extraordinary by other people's standards, but uh, really doing what you want to do and living with purpose and passion um, as a woman, single, in her 40s, adventures. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, don't don't give away the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the plot, but fantastic. I mean, you hear about people that um, get in and create content in some way. So it might be a blog or a vlog mm-hmm. or... Um, a book sounds so uh, next level for me when I hear about people writing books. I'm like, wow, how did they do that? You know, sure. And how did they ultimately get it done? But um, I don't know it, that yet. Is there a baby? <laughs> is there a baby step or something like that? Like, would you just jot your down, jot down your ideas and then p- tuck it away and be like, all right, that's a chapter. I've just got to work it in. Um, I I write from experience. So any of any experience I have, whether it's travel or. Um, sadness or joy I can I I think I just write in a way that people can easily relate to um so and I can I can see it writing itself in my head even like as I'm driving usually so um I can only really write from experience and so I've just been doing that jotting it down into word and I still don't quite know what the book is about, like it's almost like it's writing itself. Um, so I'm at the moment I'm just recording my experiences and then I'll see when I feel like it has a message or um, something worthy to offer people, then it will be finished and then I'll try to work out how to get it published. But for now it's just, yeah, just writing. Yeah, fantastic. I, makes sense. I mean, obviously just doing it versus postponing it is that's where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever medium you may be. I mean, we're on a podcast format now. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you been on a podcast before? No, no. What's your, uh, what's your feel so far? I feel famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. N- next stop, Joe Rogan. <laughs> could, could happen, just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny how things can, can just break out, you know, mm-hmm. like um, I think where we're at is – Obviously, you've got 
really actually some deep stories, and I feel like we will have to keep the open invitation to get you back to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, had you have you had you considered a video format or something? It might be a bit of a daily. I don't know, vlog, because we want to give some people some examples of how you might start doing a vlog or mm-hmm. just a little update on who you are. You obviously have to find that fine line between, geez, what, do I want to be a public persona? Do I want to be putting myself out there? So once you get over that psychological, either I'm, I'm into it or I'm not. Yep. Um, yeah, so had you thought about the public aspect of that? Because if you write a book, people will know who you are. Yeah. They'll buy your book. I have thought about that. They'll ask for autographs. <laughs> <laughs> or an ebook format that they're <laughs> more more from a the <clears throat> standpoint of worrying what my parents will think <laughs> if if they read it, um, and yeah, I I have thought about would I want to be in the public eye because people can be quite cruel uh, online, um, but I, I mean I haven't thought about it too much because I don't know if I would ever gain that much attention. But yeah, vlogs, yes. Actually didn't I've thought about it a lot. Um cuz I I would love to get more of a personal face to my business. Um and I think we think about events and weddings even in a different way perhaps than other people do, and I'd love to convey that message in in the right way, and I don't know if it can be done just through text. You know, it's important to hear the texture of a person's voice. Um, and the nuances of um, exactly how I'm talking now to, to understand the meaning that you can't get from the written word. So, yes, I should be doing vlogs. <laughs> well, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's just, these are little opportunities. And, and again, we look at them as tools and they may, you know, they might be on trend, you know, if you're, if you're on TikTok and you're doing the dance uh, and yep. you you know, having to throw your logo out there. You know, there's lots of different sure. new tools and they kind of come and go pretty quick. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you, that really works for you as a, as a business owner? Like you've got your website mm-hmm. and you've got your, your usuals or Facebook page and Instagram and yep. out of those, is there one that's the, the main one that you couldn't live without? Yeah, well, SEO is the main, um, driver for new inquiries. Um, Facebook, I was very active on in the beginning, but not so much now. Um, it's actually an area I need to pick back up again. It's on the next year to-do list. <laughs> What's the need there? What, when you say you need to pick it back up, what's triggering that? Oh, yeah, I need, is it because it hasn't been updated in a while? Yeah, it's just not, not posting enough. I think um, if, if you look at a business and they haven't posted something for six months, you just wonder, are they still in operation? They could still have the website, but it's hard to tell from the website. Things aren't date stamped. So it's the same with Instagram. Um, I think it's just important. You kind of have a coverage over all of those things, Um, but it's also very time consuming to do it properly, which is why there's people that do that. Um, Yeah, it's just about the time really. Yeah, nice. Mm. Um, And then maybe back for if there's aspiring event planners, wedding planners, corporate event planners mm-hmm. in that space. Do you feel that that's a, a really fleshed out career path? Like is, could someone really get their hands on and, and do that? Or is that a dying industry or is it, what's, what are the trends happening in that space right now? Um, I think there's always room, uh, a little more challenging just around what's happened this year because um, the amount of events has decreased, but we're looking to see that increase again 
now. Um, I, I would recommend uh, uh, we get a lot of interns and I think hands-on experience is the most important thing for anyone who's trying to decide if it's the right career path. Um, definitely you could do a TAFE course or go to uni and those things are important, but they're not as important as getting into a room and just starting with setting a table and looking at what's going on, like, oh, okay, that guy's doing the lighting and oh, it looks like that when they do that. that. That's how I used to be, like just wanting to know everything. Oh, they're coming through that door. I wonder why they're coming through that door and just building the knowledge of the things that you can't be taught. So my advice would be volunteer as much as you can, um, as much as they're able to. With um, Ask, there's lots of event companies on the Gold Coast um, and wedding planning companies and just see if you can shadow someone or get on board with with a job that might be happening that you can help and just, just get on site as much as possible. Yep. No, that's really good. And then from a uh, – so if you're just – someone's just starting out, they're a single – I mean, they're, they're their own person. They're, they've got, they manage their own time. Um, can you run it as a one man, sh one woman show, man show, or do you really need a minimum level of, um, you know, you can be the coordinator, but you really do need, of course, like a staff to set up, take down. Like what's, mm. what's the feel around? Can you, how do you get started from a staffing or a resource point of view? Sure. I think the, there are different areas of events and until you get started or if you've done a lot of volunteer work, you don't really know what your passion is. So I had to work for many, many years to realise that I don't really like the logistics of booking that person and getting that truck there and um, coordinating staff and, you know, those tedious kind of details. But there are people who love that, love checking the boxes. Um, I'm the creative who loves thing and as far as details go I will tell you if that's the wrong shade of pink you know um but that's the level of detail I like so I think initially yes you could start by yourself if you could have some solid uh contractors for example you might contract if you're a wedding planner you might find an amazing wedding stylist. So you can still do the planning, but you know they're going to take care of the creative details. Um, getting a great marquee man. Um, and then a great hire company. So, or you might just realise that you're just, you, you like designing the space, which would mean you're more of a stylist than a planner, in which case you could then contact all the wedding planners and say, hey, I'm offering this service if you're interested. So I think initially, yes, you could start by yourself, but as it evolves and as you discover your skill set and your passions, you'd probably build people around you to suit. Okay. I like that idea a lot. I think we try to help people understand that there's an ecosystem. It's like you may be just one person, but there's established people that wish they had help in a certain area. And mm. you can, if you can tie, make ties with them, um, you know, they call it maybe networking is a bit old fashioned yeah, term, yeah. but yeah, it's maybe common goal and... I guess you have to find out early on if you if that person is going to compete with you or not. Yeah. You know, yeah. if they're a creative person and you're a creative person. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you need to find out where that fits, but uh, that that's helpful. So thanks yeah. for sharing that. Just no a good idea. Um, excellent. Well, I think we've definitely captured uh, maybe a starting point for this area of business. We've not uh, met with any wedding planners or event planners or corporate events. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I guess if people are interested, they can either send through links to us or if you want to share anything, Instagram and so on, um, they, can, they can 
keep uh, keep an eye on things. But from a, uh, I guess the next steps point of view, I would say you've come in and you've shared everything you've done, and I'm impressed. I mean, that's basically self-started something. You've reached a level ten years in. You would have seen lots of ups and downs, probably in, in business. That's just the way it goes, um, and had to probably shift and be nimble in this current stage. Mm-hmm. But everything's back on the rise here in Australia, and it'll probably go well. So, what does the next year look like for you? Like one year from now, what do you think? Um, sort of that crystal ball stuff. Sure, sure. That I I would hope that we get to work with clients who can see the intangible value of having someone really use their imagination to deliver an experience that will make a moment at their event unforgettable. So beyond the standards of we're going to put red tablecloths on and we're going to bring in chair covers we're going to hire a band and we're going to get an MC. They're the basics. Um, My goal, I think that events have this untapped potential that people look past, being that you have your audience in a room with their attention undivided to create a sensory experience. If people are thinking about sights and sounds and smells there's, there's an air of celebration around any event and that can stop the flow of thinking and distraction and pull them into that moment. And that's way beyond planning an event. That's actually creating a moment in time that could be unforgettable uh, and that could be then associated with your brand commercially forever. So I would like to work with people who understand the value in working with someone that thinks that way because I don't know that there are many people who think like that, who look beyond the logistics of planning event to create an experience that is going to stop time, even for a split second. I like that magical E word experience. (laughs) I think that's super, super, Yeah, I would say on trend. I think everything these days... Um, if you can, don't worry about spending on advertising or any of that stuff, but if there's an experience, mm. it's pretty much priceless. So. And it's, I think it's the way events have to go, right? Because we're saturated. It, it's, it's a normal part of life now. If you're working in a corporate company or um, anyone, really, we go to events. We go to cocktail parties. We go to weddings. We go to parties. They're becoming elaborate because um, people like the Kardashians have blown up what events should look like and we instantly see their $55,000 flower walls on Instagram. So the bar has been raised. People expect wow. And it's not wow like it was 20 years ago. It's like, whoa. So events need to be crafted like a marketing campaign and you need to consider human behaviour of what is going to impact their mind in this space because if I don't do that, there's no difference to this than the last thing they went to and the thing before that and the thing before that. This is just another night where they get a plated dinner and a drinks package and they listen to a band. Um, No one's remembering anything from that. It's not remarkable. It's forgettable. And... um, I, 
I, I'm in this to create moments that are truly unforgettable. And it, I don't want that to sound cliche because it's not. Um, if you have, as a business, as a commercial business, if you have the opportunity to own a moment in someone's memory, there's nothing more powerful than that. And I think that's what events can do. I love that. What I'm, what I'm getting a really strong feeling of is, is just focus. So you know exactly what will achieve that experience, that moment, and, that, mm. and it's, um, it's powerful. And I'm just curious about, uh, do you go to events yourself or you're treated to things and then you, you go into critique mode? Or <laughs> is it more like um, ad- adopting the good stuff? Like you're like, what, is it more how would I make this better? Or these are some good ideas. I'm going to try to find inspiration from it. Yeah, it, it's a bit of both. I, I can't help myself critiquing, but it's not coming from a place of judgment. It's coming from a place of education. Like, okay, I've seen how they did that. How would I do it? Um, if, if, if we did it like this, maybe that would be better. Or yeah, that, that definitely didn't work. How can I make sure I don't do it like that? Or um, wow, really that was really cool. I loved how they did that. How can we implement that or um, change it a bit to make it our own or could that fit into anything else we're doing? So, yeah, I, I do attend a lot. That's very cool. <laughs> Is that just part of the, that might just be a fun side of the job, but do you get invited just as the course of who you are and do you get invited to events as in just a, that's the networking effect or do you um, seek things out being I'd, I'd like to see what's going on there and then just find a way to, obviously there's private events. Sure, sure. But um, No, I, I mean, I do get invited to a fair bit, like definitely networking events and things like that, which are kind of a standard procedure. Um, yeah, and I do get invited to other events and I, I, I'm yet to, oh no, that's not true. Events I attended that, inspired me to start the business um, that were really theatrical and immersive uh, really made an impact on me. But I haven't attended one of them for a while. Nice. Mm. Well, that, that's probably uh, heading towards the end of the wrap-up, just to touch on things like inspiration and, mm-hmm. you know, who do you follow? You mentioned, I think it was the Kardashians had something. <laughs> uh, is there a short list of people that you check in with or just keep an eye on, like whether it's a... What, what do you do for inspiration on the social media side of things? I actually don't follow the Kardashians. I must be the only person in the world. But even if you don't follow them, it's almost impossible to not hear what they're doing <laughs> or see what they're doing. So um, I, I'm a big fan of Pinterest. Nice. And, yeah, all of their – a lot of their celebrations end up on Pinterest anyway. So it's like scrolling. I think they could say Pinterest is the world's catalogue of ideas. So I'm always – looking for inspiration um, and looking to big event designers overseas, really. Um, Preston Bailey from New York is a huge inspiration because he started in the 80s and I just, I'm grateful to people like that because without, they paved the way for me to do what I do without realising it. Um, David Chutera is another big one. Um, Colin Cowie. But yeah, they're generally international oh, revelry event designs in LA. If you happen to be listening to this, I'm a huge fan. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. And, it, and just for everyone listening again, it's, it's that networking thing. And I think being in, in the game and doing what you're doing, um, yes, there's maybe levels and years of experience, but uh, I think the ideas will cut through and, mm. and the effort can cut through. So I think if you can yeah. make something happen, uh, 
pretty much the reach is unlimited, right? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. And and do yourself do you do a lot of showcasing yourself? Like once you do a really, your event is has taken place. Is there a post event? Let's show or package up what we've done. Yeah, well, it always goes on the website. So my goal is always to just get people back to the website. So through monthly e-newsletters um, or blogs, we'll highlight different events. Um, and I usually try to write about them in a way, like from my perspective. So it's a little more entertaining than just describing what happened. Uh, so yeah, sh- showcase it there, then put the links on social media, uh, do different stories on Instagram. That's that's about it really. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. Um, and just lastly, again, if people are wanting to get started, you mentioned education at some point. So you could do some formal studies for this area. Mm-hmm. Is that something you did at, at the point of decision? You said, oh, look, I need to study a few things first, or you just jumped right into it? Yeah, no, I'm a jump right in girl. Okay, love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. um, again, it's just, we're trying to remove obstacles where people think, oh, I must do this. Mm. I would say, do you really? Question it. Yeah. Find another way and, and decide. Yep. Make you just, decide. I think... Any career path, you really just need initiative and um, that that can't be taught. So uh, there's a lot to be said for initiative and experience. So if you can get in, see what you like, get your hands dirty, even if it's just casually to set up and pack down events on a weekend or a weeknight, um, it's invaluable. And I, I personally would put more... Uh, weight on that than a university degree for my business personally yeah mm. no that's been super helpful um i really appreciate your time no worries um yeah i guess just to if there's anything you'd like to share obviously this will be shared around the gold coast and australia local mm-hmm. businesses and things will be interested um so they can check out your website yes um, you want to tell us what that is sure um uh, so all the w's dot event society dot com dot au or all the w's dot sugar and spice events dot com dot au that's wonderful um well excellent really appreciate your time and Thanks for having uh, me. yeah we'll check back and hopefully keep up to date with what you're uh, working on okay thank you thank you all right bye-bye bye hi everyone thanks for tuning in to the aussie ambitions podcast we appreciate your support and welcome your input so if there is a topic that you would like to see covered Please let us know via our website, aussieambitions.com, or any of our social media accounts. And please subscribe to receive all of our updates. We hope that you picked up some helpful tips helping you to get to where you want to go. And if you've got a story to tell and are able to come for a visit, definitely get in touch.